Hey everyone, this is Chris, and you're listening to One Cross Radio, and today we are joined by nobody, it's just me. Um, right now, I am recording in my living room. Luna is across from me uh, on the couch, just looking at me tiredly, um, wanting affection, so as soon as I wrap this episode, I'm going to go love on that precious, precious puppy. Um I'm also going to do something a little bit weird that I hadn't planned that I just decided right now I'll do, and we'll see how it turns out. Um, I was about to shout out our patrons uh, because we have some new ones, so let's hope the audio shows up in the video portion while I do this. <laughs> so, uh, dear listener and now patron viewers, uh, if you can, you should uh, hit up our website, our, our Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash onecrossradio. You can check out the three tiers we have. And we recently got a brand new patron who I'm going to shout out on this episode, but then they'll see the video of it on the website. Um, and if you become a patron, you get fun stuff like this, and you also fuel me with coffee and breakfast. For the second tier, and uh, for the third tier, second breakfast, which is breakfast imported all the way from Middle Earth. So, want to give a shout out to our patrons Nathan Marchand and our newest, uh, <laughs> our newest patron Bex, Bex from Redeemed Otaku. So, Bex, Nathan, thank you guys so much. I hope this video worked out, and now I'm getting back to the episode. Uh, you guys get to see this. The listener doesn't get to see this. They'll hear this and be like, why is he going on? Uh, but for context for you guys, I'm recording this video whilst I record the intro uh, for the Batman the Animated Series episode. So, back to it I go. <laughs> okay, hopefully that turned out. I won't check it till later, and then if it didn't turn out, I gotta, I gotta scrap this whole, this whole spot. Actually, give me a sec. I'm gonna check it out. Do, 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 do. Oh, uh, dear listener. Sweet, it turned out. Yes! Score. That's what being a professional looks like. <laughs> um, so, dear listener, today we are, uh, we're talking about an episode that got voted on, actually. Um, up on our Twitter, 2099OCR, occasionally, we'll mostly post memes with no context, just stuff I find funny. Um, link to new episodes, often to stuff we've got on Patreon. But lately I've started trying to have a little bit more fun with it. So I put up a poll um, asking out of four shows, including today's episode, Batman the Animated Series, um, Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, Beast Wars 2, and Spectacular Spider-Man, what series would people like to have me do a full episode on? And Batman the Animated Series 1. So here we are. Um, it premiered in 1992 on Fox Kids. And it is an outstanding show. Um, even today it holds up. To me it is hands down the best um, animated version of Batman. The best representation of Batman outside of the comic books. Um, Kevin Conroy who voiced Batman added to how people portray Batman. Uh, he was the first to give Bruce Wayne a distinct, different voice and uh, personality from Batman. Um, that's something none of the live-action act, uh, live actors did. Uh, it's something Christian Bale later did. Um, 
and Ben Affleck didn't get a chance to do. <laughs> so we'll see what our Pats does. Um, but it's not anything Val Kilmer. Well, maybe I guess Kilmer did a little bit, but not really. And Clooney definitely didn't. Um, which I'll say now, on paper, uh, George Clooney as Bruce Wayne makes loads of sense. Him as Batman, on the other hand. <laughs> um, but back to the show. So it ran for 85 episodes on Fox Kids between 1992 and 1995. Um, it was a little bit of a tough sell to get it going, um, but it helped that there was uh, Tim Bur- the huge success of Tim Burton's Batman and the lesser success of uh, Batman Returns, just because we've talked about that movie before. And it's not a kid's movie. Um, And McDonald's got angry. And parents got really angry. Um, Sorry, I'm all stuffed up. I'm just going to sip some water. That probably made a weird noise. Um, So, because of the success of the movie and the awareness. And also, it's, it's like... Let's call a spade a spade. And I'm not saying this in any, any negative way to the show. But, of course, they're going to look at um, Fox and any any studio is going to look at this in terms of, like, well, what can we make merchandising front money from this? Can we make money from toys from this? This show definitely did that. Uh, it definitely gave an avenue for toys, for new ways uh, to get into Batman, to be more accessible to kids. But the show isn't, I'd argue, a kid's show. Uh, it... It is in the sense of, well, it was a cartoon <laughs> that aired on uh, kids' cartoon times, but it's a show you can watch as an adult and love and get a lot out of. Um, those first 85 episodes that ran on Fox are outstanding. Um, and then the show kind of took a break. Now, eventually, uh, there was a lot of confusion about why did the show get canceled uh, in 1995? And at times people are like, well, is it Fox? And they just, the ratings weren't, nah, the, the, it was still drawing ratings. It was still drawing a cast. And Kevin Conroy um, cle- cleared it up a couple of years ago. And he shared that really what it came down to was the writers, because they had been working on it for years. And it's such an involved job. Um, there's a great documentary about it available on YouTube. If you if you type in DC Tuesdays for I think for the month of June or July, Warner Brothers just shared a bunch of free documentaries um, from making of featurettes and stuff, which was really really cool and, and sweet of them to do. And there was just so much work involved in this series that for three years, um, just how involved it was. It, the the team were probably on the verge of burnout um they later said uh because of the switch from fox to kids wb but i'll get to that in a little bit um like fox would every episode was censure censor wise like picked with a fine tooth comb and they'd have like five pages minimum about stuff you can't do you can't put in like it was an uphill battle for guns to be involved uh to compare it to other shows that were on fox at the time uh spider-man the animated series and x-men the animated series if there's guns on there they fire lasers um there's few punches to the face 
like that's the kind of thing that was involved uh with batman there's the cops have guns uh even though it's deliberately set in a timeless period it is very 40s and 50s inspired with police blimps with the cars and the building set up uh it looks outstanding but it's also got some modern tech it's just oh gotham city in this in this show is is my favorite version of gotham city and so much about the show is like my when i think these characters i think of their versions in the show the riddler i automatically think of the riddler in the show who's a little bit zany but still he's treated more seriously um the joker especially who voiced by mark hamill it was just that is the joker um I mean, no disrespect to anybody else who's played him. But to me, especially animated, no one comes close. There's been some really good Jokers. Uh, John DiMaggio voiced him in Under the Red Hood and did an outstanding job. Uh, Troy Baker, or Barker, um, I think Baker, he uh, he voiced him in uh, Arkham Origins and a couple of the animated movies, uh, including Assault on Arkham. And he was outstanding in that. Um, He's a really, really good Joker. And even the live-action ones have been really good. Like, I mean, no disrespect to any of them. But Mark Hamill, to me, is the Joker. Originally, though, they had cast Tim Curry, but then he developed bronchitis. And I've read some other things. Not like there was any issues, but just... There was some unsureness, I guess. And then eventually Mark Hamill came in and knocked it out of the park. Um, And it's really funny because most of the time with animated shows um, or voiceover, it's you get one person going in, reading their lines, recording, and and that's a day. They sit down. Uh, Batman the Animated Series did not do that. They did it as an ensemble show. Um, In some aspects, very radio drama-ish where they had people in sitting around the room together so they could see each other, so they could react to each other, but they still kind of had little individualized booths so the sound wouldn't bleed over. But so the actors had people to act off of and react off of. Um, and every everybody would sit together except for one person. And that person was Mark Hamill. Uh, Hamill would stand. Um, he would put his body into his performance uh he would like draw into himself and expand his arms and everything it was a very physical voice acting performance but when you hear it you can see it like it makes sense why not that anybody else's performance wasn't good it was all great but hamill's when you hear his joker and then you see some of the footage of him performing it like yeah, I can't picture you just sitting doing that. Uh, everything that he informed his Joker with was fantastic. That is my favorite version of the Joker. Because um, it covered so many facets of that character. Who would just maniacally laugh, but was vindictive, was harsh, was truly messed up. Um, and evil, and a villain. But also that had this deep love. Um 
of Batman. Like he would, it's like, hey, it's going to be me that kills him. But then also he would, he could embrace some of the whimsy of it being a cartoon. So it it worked. That is, oh, I cannot rave about it enough. It is to me that's the best version of the Joker. Mark Hamill is the best Joker. Um, his version in the in Arkham Asylum and Arkham uh, City is is up there as well. But it, the common theme there is it's Mark Hamill, uh, and they brought back Kevin Conroy to voice Batman in those and Arkham Knight, and ugh, so good. Kevin Conroy is who I think of when I think of Batman. And again, I mean no disrespect to anybody who's played him live action or voiced him in other shows like Bruce Green or Greenwood, um, who voiced him in Under the Red Hood, but then also in Young Justice, um, does a fantastic job. I can't remember the name of the guy, but the dude who voices uh, him through the uh, the new 52 portion of the DC animated movies, uh, he is also doing a great job, but no one's Kevin Conroy. And Kevin Conroy can change it. Like, not only did he change his voice for Bruce Wayne to Batman, um, in later shows, because there's a, story-wise, there's a three-year jump between Batman the Animated Series and then the new Batman Adventures. Uh, oh, hi, Lunzi. Hi. Hey, BB. Oh, she came over for love, and she is so cute. Um, there's a... There's a two-year jump between the shows in actual time. Story-wise, in the show, there's a three-year jump. So he made his Batman sound a little older. Um, in Justice League, he changed up the voice for Batman a little bit to make it a little bit older. And then there was a sequel show to Batman uh, called Batman Beyond. And in there, in the pilot, Bruce Wayne's supposed to be older, I think in his late 50s. Um, so he changes his voice and then he goes a step further uh when he's playing like a really old rundown bruce wayne who can't physically be batman anymore like this guy there's one scene in uh it's either justice league or or batman beyond where it's old man bruce wayne talking to young batman uh, and it's outstanding. Just the way he can change his voice, but it's still clearly the same character. Oh, dude is so talented. And I think he finally got to kind of play Batman in live action in uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, CW crossover. But I haven't seen it, but I've seen a scene from it where he, he voices an old man Bruce Wayne. Which was cool, because oh, Kevin Conroy is... Again, he's Batman, and that's so many of these characters. Like, when you think of these characters, you, you go back to the show. Um, but I've jumped around a bit, so... The show ran for 85 episodes on Fox Kids. Uh, then it ended in 1995. The reason it ended was, like I said, they didn't want to dip in quality, and they were kind of burned out. Um, but then they got the opportunity to do a Superman show on kids wb so they move there they uh superman the animated series is outstanding in its own right the 90s really were a great time for superhero cartoons um i know there have been some really good ones since but to me the best consistent lineup of superhero cartoons was the 90s x-men 
Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, um, even some of the less good, oh man, friggin' Justice League, Batman Beyond, um, so many good ones, even the less good ones had some good, at least half a good season, or that ran for two seasons had one good season, um, looking at The Incredible Hulk, um, Fantastic Force second season was much better than his first season, although its first season had the much better, insanely, wonderfully, terribly cheesy theme song, and the Iron Man show uh, as well had mu- a much better second season. Batman, I think, stands above all of these, um, but they went over, they did Superman, Superman was going really well, um, and then I guess the opportunity was presented to do a new a continuation of Batman. So we got the new Batman Adventures, um, which it looked different than Batman the Animated Series to a degree. Um, because I guess they wanted it to be more streamlined with the art style that they had done on uh, on Superman. And Batman and Superman crossed over a number of times. There was uh, even a, a movie that a three-episode crossover that got released as a movie called World's Finest that is really, really good. Um, it doesn't get to the heights of the solo Batman the Animated Series movies, but it's still very enjoyable. Um, and when they got there, the the animation change was... Some of it worked. Um, not that it was all bad, except to me the, the, the change of how the Joker looked. I'd never, I could just never get on board with how the Joker looked in the new Batman adventures. The performance was still outstanding. The dialogue was still great. The story was still fantastic. It just, it never, it never looked as good. Um, it just, they, they changed the character design and I, I didn't like the new design. You know what? Luna's asking to be let outside. So that's a, a good point for a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Hi, this is Eric Anderson from Nerd Chapel. Nerd Chapel is all about bridging the gap between nerd culture and the church. This is done by an online and social media presence, a physical presence at comic, anime, and gaming conventions, and with tabletop game nights in Spring Lake, Michigan. I've also co-written two devotionals for Nerds and Geeks with Nathan Marchand, 42 Discovering Faith or Fandom, and the new 42 God Terraforms All Things. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube, and please explore the website nerdchapel.com for more information. Okay, and we're back. Uh, Luna is now back in the house, but looking at me like I've committed piping hot betrayal because she was all excited, she dropped a ball, and now I'm recording instead of playing. So I'm probably gonna try to wrap this sooner than later because she is just, she's such a cute girl. And if you guys could see her face right now, you couldn't say no. Um, (laughs) So yeah, the show got brought back. Um, I I know I just went over that part. and it's not to bag on the new Batman Adventures, because there was a lot of interesting stuff there. Batgirl got fleshed out a lot more. I think she was in every episode, um, partially because of toys, but also because the writers loved the character. Um, Poison Ivy got a bit of a revamp that kind of worked. Uh, you got some really co- cool stories. Um, you got Dick Grayson as Nightwing um, in... In Batman the Animated Series, and its second season for a while was called The Adventures of Batman and Robin, but that was a Fox, excuse me, insert. Um, Dick Grayson was in college, and the reason being, they were like, we can't have uh, a kid being in 
in harm, uh, like in these situations. So they aged up Dick Grayson, which was fine. Um, you didn't have to do the, the child piece. Um, so when we get to the new Batman Adventures, he's already Nightwing. And there's a new Robin and it's a kid. And you find out it's Tim Drake. Now, in this show, there was no Jason Todd. Uh, Tim Drake in this show is a bit of a hybridization of Jason Todd and Tim Drake from the comics. Um, and then you get this great episode where uh, Tim is trying to get them back together. Uh, Batman and Dick Grayson. And you find out why Dick Grayson left and became Nightwing. And at the time, he was seeing Batgirl, but he didn't. Uh, he was seeing Barbara. He didn't know Barbara was Batgirl. Uh, he was also finding Batman getting like to be a bit too extreme, uh, and he was feeling disrespected and under listened to. Um, so he was coming to a point of frustration, and then in a mission he finds out that uh, Barbara Gordon is Batgirl and that Batman knew about it. So he, he was just not having it. Uh, so he punches him in the face and walks away. It's a really, really good episode. Um, and there's also this great other episode where involving the Scarecrow and the Fear Toxin where you find out later what happens. I can't remember the name. Uh, so please forgive me, but if you if you type in the general description, um, you'll you'll find it. It's this great episode where you find out at the end that it was all ha- all a hallucination. But in the episode, Batgirl dies. Jim Gordon reveals that he's known the whole time, and then he's like, he's not having it. In his grief, he's like, we're we're taking you down. Uh, and then it's everything falling apart, like Alfred getting taken by the cops. Batman um, dying, Jim Gordon dying, uh, Bane shows up, and it's this great, like, what episode? And then everything, everything of course, works out, but it's still this wonderful episode. Uh, the new adventures ran substantially shorter, uh, 24 in comparison to 85, um, and 24 over two years in comparison to 85 over three. But it was still a great continuation of the show um, that went out on its on its own uh, on its own accord. It never got canceled. Like that's the, it, it did in in a sense, but it was because they decided they the team decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna cancel this. Like we're because we want to consolidate. We want to do more stuff with Superman, and we're, we're going to do the Justice League, um, <laughs> which I want to touch more on now. But the thing is, a while ago, back when I was do, deciding to do the deep dives, one of the things I decided I wanted to do was the DC Animated Universe. And doing Batman the Animated Series, uh, it got voted on as an episode. <laughs> which I'm doing now. So now I'm like, you know what? Now's the goodest time as any to do it. So coming soon, uh, I'll unpack a lot more about Justice League and try to get even deeper into Batman the Animated Series because it kickstarted the DCAU. But coming soon, I'll be doing a, uh, a deep dive episode into the, into the DCAU as we'll then look at the outstanding 
Justice League show. We can go into Batman Beyond and how good that was. And there's just so much. <laughs> um, excuse me. So the uh, the other things I wanted to to say was, let's see, I got a number of things here. There was a a great amount of standout episodes from the show run. Uh, this show was an award-winning series. Um, some of the, the standouts include Heart of Ice, which won a daytime Emmy. Um, then Robin's Reckoning, which I think also won an award as well. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm just quickly checking. Oh, Loons. Loons. Um, that was a two-part episode that... Um, really uh like did reimagine to an extent um and adapt um dick grayson's origin and let's see here so i'm just reading a reception quote um robin's reckoning has received a great deal of praise from both critics and fans of batman the animated series often cited amongst the show's best episodes the av club state that the episode's direction handles energetic action sequences and heavy emotional moments with equal aplomb Never get to use the word a plum. Uh, and the script has philosophical and psychological depth. Um, Batman on film states that there's little debate about Robin's Reckoning being two of the best episodes in the entire run of the series. And they went on to praise the emotional depth and power of the events depicted. IGN rated it third in their top of top ten episodes of the entire series. Um, sorry, I'm going to quickly do something similar for... Heart of Ice. Um, let's see. In the legacy section, I'm reading this off of Wikipedia, but it's all accurate. Um, so, in twenty in 2002, to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series, polls were held on the website The World's Finest to determine the best episode of the show. Heart of Ice was the winner and received its own special dvd um complete with exclusive comments on the episode provided by creators and producers bruce tim paul dini and other officials behind the show wizard magazine in 2000 and 2005 selected this episode as the best episode of the series um it's widely considered considered to be the best individual episode of batman the animated series um some fans have considered the execution of the episode to be nearly flawless with both comic and animation fans really appreciating the revamp of Mr. Freeze. Because honestly, Mr. Freeze in the comics at that point I think had been dead for a while. Um, but think of how Arnold Schwarzenegger played him in the movie. The puns, the crazy cold jokes and all that. That was how Mr. Freeze was. Like he was something out of the 66 Adam West show. Um, it was... It was uh, not a good character. This show completely added this whole tragic backstory and dimension to him that just did so much goodness that uh, it, re it, it revamped and retconned the character in the comics entirely. So I'm, I'm going to read further. This episode f uh, provided such a burst in popularity for the character that, the com that his comics counterpart had his origins retconned to closely resemble those in this episode. This also brought about his resurrection in the comics, introduced the Nora Freeze character into the comics as well. Uh, Batman and Robin, the 
even though we just talked about it in a bad light, it used the origin from this show in it. Um, they also uh, redid the plot, like the, the origin for Mr. Freeze um, in Batman Arkham City. And then they tied it in to, uh, they also tied in a number of elements from this episode into the prequel um, Arkham Origins. This, this episode is outstanding. So many episodes from the show are outstanding. There was a, there was a tie-in episode that was really, really cool. Um, that it was called Beware the Grey Ghost. And it had... Uh, it was basically like Batman meeting a, young, uh, a hero from movies of a young Bruce Wayne. Like these were movies he'd watch with his parents. Um, a character called the Grey Ghost who was voiced by Adam West. So it was a way to bring in Adam West to this show, um, which was just so neat and so cool. Um, So cool. Sorry. Uh, I just, I love this show. There was also Joker's Christmas, which I think incorporated the the very popular... um, jingle that most of us batman fans remember from the 90s um where it's like robin laid an egg batmobile lost a wheel and joker got away um let's see sorry i'm just gonna read some of the other episodes but i won't go into the the in-depth um readings and rantings and whatnot that i did or not rantings just like hey i'm reading everything um so sorry let me press i lost it Okay, so other other noted episodes um, was the first one on Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, Heart of Ice, which we talked about, The Cat and the Claw, um, which definitely brought in Catwoman, Beware the Grey Ghost, Joker's Favor, Almost Got Him, uh, Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning that we talked about, Heart of Steel, and Zatanna. Um, show so much i'm probably gonna watch it as soon as i'm done recording okay so sorry i see how easily i can get distracted um when i'm talking about the show because there's so much rabbit hole to go down okay so the other things i'm gonna quickly toss in is uh the team i I can't remember if i mentioned this earlier so i'll go over it now the team did their animation nope i did um (laughs) on the black background that's something that they carried over into the new Batman Adventures. Um, then the show also introduced a number of characters to the comics. Um, they created characters who had such an impact um, that they got added to the comics. The character of Lockup, um, who shows that how a vigilantism can go bad, which is good in a show about a vigilante. Um, Renee Montoya on the GPCD, who in the comics later becomes the question. Um, and then, of course, most famously, Harley Quinn. Um, the show also had that impact on other characters, like we talked about with Mr. Freeze, had an impact on Clayface. Um, also, just some lesser known characters, I think, that were tossed in as jokes have popped in and up across the Batman mythos repeatedly, including Condiment King. Um, when the show Batman's like, what? Just what? Uh, and he showed up hilariously in uh, in the Lego Batman movie. Um, 
as well as kind of rejigging some other some other characters as well um let's see so they they brought in um there was the movie mask of the phantasm which uh i'm doing an episode on soon it and the the batman beyond movie return of the joker so it brought in the phantasm um but the phantasm was a character technically just a a reimagining of the reaper from the lesser known story batman year two but phantasm is a much better and cooler character mask of the phantasm is an outstanding film and i can't wait to do that episode um we also got red claw who is a character in the show i don't believe they've shown up in the comics yet they were standing basically for uh for talia al ghul um there was also the sewer king which was a lesser known character in the comics um i could go on and on this show is this show is outstanding if you haven't seen it please do yourself the favor um the thing is if you're a diehard batman fan this is a deep buffet a bevy of riches um if you're not a batman fan this is accessible the the cool thing with this show as well is it never got called it it was called batman the animated series but it the title card never even said batman because they're just once they came up with that intro and look up the intro if you've never seen it before it's iconic um once they did that intro they're like you get the silhouette and the lightning flash and you see batman in the suit they're like you know what this is and people did so the the show's would get title cards also the the other thing i want to say is the show is also really influenced by it again you can find these on youtube the old fletcher studios superman cartoons um sorry i'm just gonna quickly check because i don't want to get the year wrong fletcher superman i'm just trying to figure out what year those were in but the animation style uh, in the documentary, The Making of Batman, the animated series, as they were trying to figure out, they were like, oh, we... 1940s. Um, so they at first they were like, we want to do like Fletcher, Fletcher, but we don't want to do uh, Fletcher. And they ended up eventually just being like, okay, yeah, we're doing Fletcher. Um, <laughs> like, it's very Fletcher-inspired. And those cartoons hold up to this day. So look, uh, type in on google or youtube uh flesher studio superman you won't regret it the impact it had on batman the animated batman the animated series is is fantastic um you know what i think that's a good place to 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 cover it because to to stop because honestly i could have i could have uh i could have just been like hey you know what's great about this this show everything and I could have been done in two minutes, but I wanted to. I wanted to keep going, especially since it got voted on. But I will dive in to this much more um, when I get to the the proper um, when I get to the the DC deep dive. Now, um, sorry, give me one sec. the The final the final facts I want to include. Uh, I'm gonna toss in. Um, is so there were also a number of movies uh that got created 
because of this the success the, bleh, the success of this show. One of them I've mentioned, and we're going to do a proper episode on, along with another one from a sequel series. Um, but it's the only one that got a theatrical release. There was the the outstanding, honestly, one of the best Batman movies ever put to film, um, Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. That one just was so good. <laughs> it's just i'm sorry it was i i i cannot overstate it enough it was just beyond fantastic so that one dropped in 1993 it um it was originally intended to be direct-to-video but then warner brothers is like uh fox is just like hey this is sound like gangbusters so we're gonna give you extra money but less of a time to turn around than a couple episodes um and we're gonna throw it out with like no promotion so it bombed. It did. It, it Like, there's no covering for it. It bombed out of theaters. But then it found its audience on home video. And then it found... It's only continuing to find its audience. It is an outstanding Batman film. Um, it's the only one of these that got... Um, it's the only one of these that got a, a theatrical release. So then, during the... Weirdly, it was made... Actually, no, it does tie in, although the, the movies do get separated. I, I don't know why. It's it's this finic finicky thing with wikis. Um, so, there were another couple Batman the Animated Series slash New Batman Adventures uh, movies made as well. One that came out during the time of the New Batman Adventures, but was animated in the style of... Uh, the first run of Batman the Animated Series was Batman and Mr. Freeze Sub-Zero. It was kind of produced as a tie-in uh, to Batman and Robin, even though it had nothing to do with Batman and Robin. It was tied in directly to the show. Um, but it got delayed by a year because of how bad Batman and Robin was. And they're like, hey, let's just, let's just wait a bit. Um, but it went on to get very well-received by, by critics as well. Um, it's... It's very, very enjoyable. Uh, it's not as good as um, Batman the Animated... Sorry, as uh, Mask of the Phantasm, but it's it's still a great film in its own right. Um, there were... There was a final movie really based on the new Batman adventures that came out after that show ended. Um, it was called Mystery of the Batwoman. And it's, it's, it's all right. It's enjoyable. I, it, it's my least favorite of the three, but I wouldn't call it bad. It's a very different take on Batwoman as well, um, and a different suit. The suit actually looks a lot like what will become the Batman Beyond suit. Um, so there's, there's that. <laughs> and then eventually, uh, of course, there was, it, yeah, that one got mixed reviews. But then eventually we got uh, Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which was based on the Batman Beyond continuity, and it was outstanding. Um, to me, it's the again one of the best, one of the best Batman movies. Uh, it's up there with Mask of the Phantasm. All right, now I'm gonna I, I'm gonna put a plug in it here. Um, so, dear listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of One Cross Radio. I know I was kind of all over the place, but it's it's 
this is an episode this is a series that I, I do I hold near and dear to my heart I love it it's it's one of the best representations of so many of my favorite characters that I can't help but sing its praises um, I'm looking forward to doing the mask of the phantasm episode because then I can deeper dive on an individual thing uh, I'm also really looking forward to the deep dive because then I feel like I can cover a lot of of ground and allow myself to do so without feeling like I'm jumping all over the place. So, all that being said, if you haven't checked out this series before, please do so. It is it is outstanding. If you're a Batman fan, like I said probably ten minutes ago, um, it is a feast of riches. It is so good. If you are a superhero fan but not a huge Batman fan, it's accessible to you. It is it's easy to follow. Um, if you're looking for just a good show, it covers that. It is a high mark of superhero um, of superhero storytelling, of animation, and it's a great series that you can enjoy as an adult. Um, and I know I enjoy a number of shows that I, I, I can put the asterisks beside it where I'm like, this is intended for kids, but you can enjoy it as an adult. I'm looking at you, Power Rangers and Beast Wars um, and some other shows. But, in the case of Batman the Animated Series, um, and I'd say it's, it's follow-up the new Batman Adventures and Superman and the entire DCAU, um, which, seriously, can't wait to do that episode. Um, it's, I don't look at it as a kid's show. There's some of the trappings of a kid's show. There's some silly moments like you get in a kid's show, because, I mean, yeah, it's airing on Fox Kids, and then Kids WB. But there's a lot that you can just watch as an adult. I'd say the bulk of it. You could watch as an adult and just enjoy. And there's just so much meat on this bone to chew. And it's just, it's one of the best superhero shows, bar none. Point. Case closed. Point, Scott. <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap up rambling thank you for listening i apologize again for uh my plug nose and if it's a, if it's messing with my voice uh my sinuses are acting up a fair bit allergies not fun anyways all that being said i hope you enjoyed today's episode of one cross radio please uh check out our other episodes um and especially if you're uh, and a uh, Batman fan. We've got a number of them coming this month. This month has become Batman month in terms of recording. Um, there's so many fun things to visit here. Um, and also, please, again, check out our Patreon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. On both of those, you can find us at 2099OCR. If those don't show up, please message me and I'll make sure you get those deets. And hit us up again on Patreon at patreon.com slash onecrossradio. We're doing a lot of fun stuff. All that being said, I hope you have a wonderful day, be safe, take care, and God bless my friends. Peace!